Celebrate we must. Why must we? An important day this is. Well, you got that right anyway, because it's a special day, because it... The International Day of Yoda, this is. The great Jedi Master, commemorate we must. Ian. Yes? It's the UN's International Day of Yoga. Nothing to do with Star Wars, nothing at all. Sure of this, are you? Yes, definitely. Alas, for Star Wars Day, I must wait. When is that? May the 4th be with you. Oh, gosh. Well, thankfully, I don't have to think about that until next year. Sadly true, that is. All right, all right. Can we we just stop with the silly voice now? It's fine. We can just do normal talking. Okay, sorry. For your information, (laughs) the UN's International Day of Yoga is celebrated each 21st of June because it coincides with the summer solstice. Wow, so it's actually from the United Nations. Yeah, it's an actual proper day that we are celebrating. Not just made up by a PR company. Dig that. Yes, it's a proper day. It was proposed by India and supported by a record 175 member states of the UN. They didn't agree about all that much, but they did get together to vote for yoga. And the Indian Prime Minister who proposed it stated that yoga is an invaluable gift for our ancient tradition yoga is not just about exercise it is a way to discover a sense of oneness with yourself the world and nature international yoga day aims to spread awareness of the benefits of practicing yoga well that's great but i know a lot more about star wars than yoga i know (laughs) (laughs) and that's okay because i do know about yoga a little bit and in addition we have a awesome guest to explain all about it Well, phew. Who's that then? It's a yoga teacher, an all-round awesome person, Marie Burns. Well, I suppose we'd better release her from the green room then. She might not want to come out, actually. I've sort of jazzed it up, or rather, I've made it a calm and yogic place to be. What did you do? Did some stuff, you know, yogury stuff. Mats. Yogury stuff. Yeah, mats, cushions, that sort of thing. Rescue her then, we must. Oh, gosh. Okay, let's open the door. Marie, what's it like in the green room today? Oh, I really love it, Amanda, especially the little meditation seat that you've got for me. Love those yogi teas, yogi vodka, nice little mat that you've got for me. I'm just in heaven here. Oh, that's brilliant. Vodka, did you say? Yes, yes, of course. Don't tell anybody. I thought we'd cleared all that out. stashed definitely very much needed in the green room is some kind of alcoholic beverage well i'm glad that we've provided the appropriate level of of comfort and luxury well i have made sure that our green room is appropriately stocked for a yogi master of marie's level pure luxury amanda thank you Well, would you like to come out of the green room and join us for for today for today's podcast episode? I feel that the normal squeaky hinge noise should go, and that we should have a lovely bell or a. I'm sure we can manage a bell. Open the door. I'll be there in a in a moment. Excellent. There we go. 
It's just as well that we've got this lovely green room environment and not a uh, horrible wrestling with technology because, you know, that would be really stressful and wouldn't put anybody in the right frame of mind, would it? Not at all. It's good that the technology is working perfectly. Hello, Marie. Hello. 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 Or should we say namaste? Namaste. You can say that. I can't say it with credibility. You can't. Have you not done any yoga today, Ian? Today? <laughs> Uh, Marie knows exactly how much yoga I've done. And it's not zero, but it's quite close to zero. He, he did try. He did try, Amanda. Did he? I've heard about it and apparently he had some kind of terrible injury, which I just... <laughs> A yoga injury. ...laugh about. It can only be me. So, Marie, do you do yoga every day? What is your yoga story? My yoga story? Yes, it, I do actually do yoga every single day, sometimes several times a day. Wow. My yoga story began about eight years ago. I was really struggling to walk. I've always been a runner and I ended up with quite severe arthritis in my knees and, and no cartilage. And so I couldn't actually walk, couldn't run, couldn't walk up the stairs. And the only solution after following physiotherapy and various other consultations with the NHS was to have a double knee replacement. And so I got quite depressed about this because I know that you never fully regain your mobility. And my sister at the time had been practicing Bikram yoga in Australia. She came home to visit me and literally dragged me to a Bikram session, which is hot yoga for 90 minutes. And I went there in my full tracksuit expecting, you know, I just basically had no clue what it would be like. And I knew at the end of those 90 minutes that it was going to change my life. And it did. Eight years later, I'm walking. I have a tiny little bit of pain, mostly when I'm walking down mountains, but allows me to live the full life that I wanted to live. That's an incredible story. That's amazing. Wow. You teach yoga. Yeah, I practiced about five times a week for probably six years. And then I decided that I wanted to become a yoga teacher. I am a psychologist, a consultant psychologist. And so I've always worked in the area of mental health mm. and well-being. And I actually found that yoga had not only given me that physical capability, but it had really helped me with my own sort of mental well-being, managing stress, and also making difficult decisions in life and having the courage to follow those through. So I trained to be a yoga teacher. I qualified two years ago, and I've taught most days since, including during lockdown. During lockdown, so many people have taken up various forms of exercise, haven't they? I've also practiced yoga for quite a long time and it was something that my husband and I decided that we were going to do together. He'd been to a class with me, well, several several classes, but he was felt quite conscious about his weight and body size and he didn't feel comfortable doing yoga with other, other people. So at the beginning of lockdown, we were like, okay, we need to get into a routine. And obviously we only had an hour each day to go out into the big wide world. So we decided that we would do yoga together. And oh my gosh, he has 
just he just really stuck at it I mean lost a lot of weight and he's done a lot of other things but it was something that we did together and now you could definitely put him in an intermediate class and he would just really hold his own but he just didn't have that confidence is the take-up of yoga something that you've seen a lot of during the last 12 months I do believe that you see that in media reports in terms of my own experience I started running online classes literally on the 17th of March. All my in-person classes stopped and so I converted to Zoom teaching. And what I've noticed with my yogis and the others that have joined me is that they practice more. So most people are now practicing four or five times a week, whereas before it might be a one-off class in a week. And so I've really noticed the difference in how they've developed as yogis and they've moved from just the kind of physical realm but keeping fit into much more of a a kind of wellness even spiritual realm and I think that's the progression that I've noticed. I think it's really interesting that lockdown has led to this thing where you've kind of got all these things which were impossible not in person suddenly it turned out that they were possible it's really quite wonderful to think that yoga is one of those those things that's that's kind of gone on during that lockdown period you mentioned Bikram yoga which you also said was hot yoga Mm. are there lots of different types of yoga and how should someone choose between them speaking as someone clueless in in this area (laughs) Yeah, there are lots of different types of yoga. Um, My own personal practice is Hatha yoga. Bikram is a form of Hatha yoga. I think commercially, lots of different types of yoga have grown in the West over the last maybe 30 years. And so it's just important to go along to a class and try it out. For me personally, it's about connecting with the teacher and connecting the values of the Mm. teacher and how they teach. So it's really important to get yourself along to different types of classes and try them out. I think that's very interesting because I've had this sort of on and off, well, okay, almost entirely off relationship with yoga. And I tried to do it during lockdown and I think I hurt my arm somehow because my very weedy arm strength or something. And Amanda's going to cast her eyes up to heaven when I say this, but there's this, there's, there's this cartoon that I really like. Yeah, there's this meme of Batman giving Robin a slap. And there's a version of this that someone's done where in the uh, cartoon, uh, Robin is saying, I would go to yoga, but I'm not flexible. And then Batman is giving Robin a slap and saying, that's why you go to yoga. So I always kind of feel as though I probably need to have this slap or or whatever and and figure something out. I kind of identify with what Amanda was saying about her husband in the sense that I also maybe am not very confident in doing that. And I thought lockdown was a perfect opportunity to do yoga at that slight remove. But I think actually I'd probably benefit from someone looking at what I'm doing and telling me, don't do that, you, you idiot, or I don't know, probably in kind and very calm tones don't do that you uh you person who who's doing that at the moment well i think it's clear that neither marie or i should teach you any kind of yoga because we would just take the wear <laughs> so i don't know what you mean okay <laughs> oh but but i think that that is true though isn't it marie like you've said about your knees and it's the same for my shoulder 
five years ago, I tore my rotator cuff and it, it's taken me a really long time to do a lot of movement with that mm. shoulder. But definitely, definitely doing yoga on a regular basis has improved the strength and flexibility. Um, it's not perfect, but it's a lot better than it was. So Yeah, yeah I, I have a similar problem with my shoulder um, through biking accidents. And the shoulders tend to take any kind of traumatic injury to the body and, and mm. they hold it because they're there. it's designed specifically to kind of protect the heart area. And so the t- shoulders do take the brunt of those injuries. And um, unfortunately, they are very difficult to recover from. But yoga definitely helps, as does building the, the back muscles and, and for balance as well, I was listening to a Radio 4 programme the other day called, it's about, it's about just one thing that you can change. So it's it was talking about why mastering a, a one leg stance, so balancing on one leg, so maybe mountain pose for instance, will, will set you on a way to stronger balance and that can be the key to longer, more proactive life. Do you know, it's funny you should uh, bring this topic up, Amanda, because it's a real passion of mine balance and and I would credit the one-legged balancers with giving me back my my knees actually I did do some research with some orthopedic surgeons and I you know asked them very detailed questions around how can I get my 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 knees back without having the without having new new knee replacements or knee replacements and they all said locking the knees and one-legged balancers which is a a major part of at least the yoga I teach. I teach a Tuesday morning balance class specifically designed for this. So in terms of what people can do, you just have to start really, you know, you, when you're brushing your teeth, I encourage people to stand on one leg. Um, when, I mean, you can, you can see me in Aldi and Tesco standing on one leg. And I encourage all my students to do that. I did encourage you, Ian, to do that, if you remember. Yes, I do remember. <laughs> I find an electric toothbrush is absolutely brilliant because obviously it's yeah. timed in 30 seconds blocks to clean like up inside, up outside, etc. And so I use that to balance on one on one leg and then swap over and then swap over. So I just thought it was really interesting because it's such a small thing. And unless you actually try it, and I, you know, I would encourage all our listeners to have a go now at standing on one leg. So whilst you're waiting for the kettle or brushing your teeth or even doing the washing up or something, just have a go because you think you can do it. I thought I could do it. And actually, it's really, it's really hard. It is. And the secret really is to keep lifting up in the core. Yoga is actually all about the core, but we, we tend to hide all of those kind of core movements. And so you don't necessarily realise you're doing it because there's so many other things to actually contemplate in that moment. Mm. But yeah, you really get a strong core and the balances are a perfect way to develop that as well as your your knee uh, strength and your leg strength. But also, as you say, Amanda, you know, it's it, it does relate clearly to well-being in, in older age, with particularly with um, different aspects of cognitive decline, balance or, or um, continuing to balance is such an important part of aging. That's a lovely small thing that anyone can do. In fact, I, it's kind of making me reflect that probably the, if you think about the people listening to this, 
there'll be the whole kind of spectrum of people. So some people will be um, uh, absolute yoga fans and other people will be maybe a bit more remote from it and maybe a bit scared of it like me. <laughs> I guess, what would you say to the people who are perhaps have no experience of yoga and, and feel quite almost maybe apprehensive about taking that step and, and going to a class? I know... Um, often you see a majority of, of women in yoga classes. And as a man, I, I, that, that is something that gives me second thoughts. Uh, when, and and may, maybe it's just an incorrect stereotype. I mean, you know, set me straight. Yeah, I, I think it is predominantly women who practice yoga at the moment. But I, I do have a considerable number of, of men that practice too, including my next door but one neighbour who began yoga at the age of 73 and within six months, I had him doing a headstand. And so um, he'd never done it before. And then even a, a handstand. So, you know, it just goes to show you that at any age you can. And it just once again, it goes back to the relationship the teacher develops with the students, um, just encouraging them to listen to the body rather than comparing themselves to the next person in the class. Mm. Um, and it's always about the way you set up that class it's about the way you teach you can be a great yogi but not necessarily a great teacher and so for me my emphasis is always on the teaching and the instruction when you go to fitness classes there's there is always that competitive element isn't Mm. there Mm. how do you look can you do as much as the person next to you I am the worst at this no no put me on a treadmill ne- next to a bloke i am super i am so competitive but actually the thing about yoga is it's it's about your own capabilities and your own own balance what you can do it's about it's all it's all about you as opposed to the person next to you um and you really need to focus because otherwise you're going to end up on your face or your ass in a heap if you're not focusing on your own balance. Yeah, I mean, I think the other thing, the, the, the kind of foundation of yoga is the breath. And so, you know, when you, when you come into a yoga class, I always say you are one conscious breath away from calm. And so it's really about how you keep that focus on the breath throughout the, or the duration of the class. And if you're looking at the next person or you're checking out your bum compared to their bum or, you know, laughing at somebody across the road in their balance, then you're not really concentrating on your breath. You're not concentrating on the moment. So um, it's it's just really important how you set up that class. But, yeah, I, I have actually I, I ran a retreat um, a couple of years Well, when I first started with a, a group of uh, high flying women. And they flew in from New York, they flew in from London, had one lady from Tokyo. And um, I was setting up the yoga class for the following morning and one of the, the girls came up to me and said, I'm, I'm not going to join your class. And she was quite aggressive in her tone and I, I, was, I was curious about this. So I followed it up later on and um, she practised in London where it turns out where, you know, the average yogi there paid over a hundred pounds for a pair of yoga pants and it was all very very competitive and she had just really decided that she wasn't going to get involved in yoga anymore because of that so we had a really nice chat and she did practice yoga the next morning 
And she ended up being in tears because it just felt so good to kind of come home to herself and not be worrying about what other people were going to be thinking about her. And I always remember that story, actually. Um, you know, when new people come into the class, just the pressure that we put on ourselves to um, to compare ourselves to other people, which just means that we've we've lost as straight away before we even begin. Yeah, I, I mean, I've turned up to classes in sort of tracky bottoms I've bought in <laughs> Oxfam and stuff, <laughs> and stuff like that. You, you need to lose that looking at, at somebody else. But to, to go back to the breath thing, it always makes me laugh because like our yoga teacher is always saying, and don't forget to breathe. You need to breathe because you forget when you're doing a new a new hold or something is extra challenging, you tend to hold your breath. Yeah, and as you know, Amanda, pranayama or breath work is really the, the focus, primary focus of yoga to help us calm the mind. And what we learn in yoga is that every breathing pattern has an emotional state and every emotional state has a breathing pattern. So when you're holding your breath in a particular way, then you are creating an emotional learn is to breathe in a way that creates calm, creates that feeling of letting go and release. So that brings me neatly on to Shavasana, which is clearly one of our favourites, um, which is, Ian, it's just basically lying down and relaxing at the end of the class. I knew that. I have fallen asleep in Shavasana at the end of classes. Um, I would say it's not, you know, obviously... It's a really nice sort of end of the class sort of position. It's not my favourite. Warrior is definitely my favourite yoga position. So what about you, Marie? What's your favourite yoga position and why? Oh, I love that question. <laughs> my, my position changes all the time. So what, what I found is that the most challenging position is actually the position that I really hate doing but then I force myself to kind of practice it and to find that calm in that intensity. And I end up loving it. So at the moment, um, I would say probably camel pose is my favorite position at the moment, which is heart opener. I'm really rel- a big deep back bend, opening the heart, opening the chest, stretching the hips forward and just love that pose. In yoga, it's about overcoming fear. And and that's something that I'm kind of working on at the moment as we come out of lockdown and, you know, facing all the, the kind of fears and insecurities about the future. So it's my favourite pose at the moment. Cool. I would ask Ian, but he clearly doesn't do it at yoga. Well, I quite liked the lying down one at the end. <laughs> I felt I, I, I didn't feel in danger of toppling over like I did uh, quite quite often. Um, and my arm didn't hurt when I was doing it. <laughs> we've had we've had conversations about yoga and dogs, okay? Because so, obviously that's a thing. Um, and we uh, during lockdown I had two small dogs, and now just sadly have one dog. But it's very difficult to do yoga in our house, um, especially shavasana, without some dog joining in or sitting at the end of the yoga mat, uh, just to add that extra little bit of a challenge <laughs> to the to the session. Amanda, I love that. So I, the, the great thing about doing Zoom or teaching Zoom yoga is that you get to see inside people's houses with the, <laughs> the daily doings of, of what's going on in their house, all the animals. And 
you know, you get to see the dogs um, playing on the mats and, and the cats. And I have two cats and my cats are always coming to play with me on my yoga mats. So um, I love that. It's, yeah, they, I, I don't know if, what your dogs are like, but do you find that your dogs mm. just naturally get into yoga poses? Yes. Yeah. It's obviously down dog. Obviously. Yes. Yeah, they yeah, they do. It's, <laughs> They're really funny, uh, but definitely we've got very many pictures of us doing shavasana with uh, the dogs lying on on top of us, and uh, they like one of them just lies with their paws out, like doing a little sphinx like that. He just lies. <laughs> like that. I mean, I found a video that somebody posted online of their dog doing the same poses as them, and I'm sort of looking at this, thinking, "Oh, this is hilarious. This is this is a rarity that we can talk about." And Amanda's like, "I get thousands of those." I'm interested in dogs and yeah. yoga. Facebook shows me nothing apart from lots of videos of dogs doing yoga. Okay. And I think, you know, just to go back to um, that thing I was saying about yoga being fun if you're not enjoying it. Um, and obviously the days where you want it to be sort of serious and you want to um, sort of connect with it a lot more and you need that to sort of process emotions and stuff. But I used to do yoga with my now grown up, but then little girl um before school we used to do yoga tots mm. together and I just love that like uh what's you know being upside down like how much fun is that just to mess around be upside down and then roll around on the floor for a bit <laughs> so do you have you done yoga I, I yeah with kids with other people's kids as as part of your practice I did one of my yoga groups asked me if I would do something for all their kids. So I did. I volunteered to do it. And I've got to be honest, it was so tough. <laughs> they exhausted me. And whereas I had planned an hour and a quarter, I ended up doing 45 <laughs> minutes because I was absolutely knackered. So, you know, they were, they were constantly had the hands up. It wasn't sufficient to be able to go into handstand and go on to the next thing. And they were constantly saying, miss, 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 can we do the next one? And <laughs> uh, in the end, I just asked them all to lie in Shavasana and told them a little story because I just couldn't keep up with them. Um, so never again, Amanda. I'm, I'm sorry, I'll stick to my Learned adult. some lessons. <laughs> as, a, as a parent of very many children, my alternative to Shavasana with sleeping lions so I used that technique long before I ever knew <laughs> what Shavasana was let's all play sleeping lions <laughs> I think it's that everybody can do it absolutely everybody can do yoga of some sort so if you think about Shavasana or mountain pose things like that anybody anybody can do those so it means that as a family or a group of people, everybody can access it. It's not like doing a aerobics class or some kind of dance class when, when you come from a dyspraxic family, you're all just bumping into each other. That's right. I say if you can breathe, you can do yoga, and that's what it's about. Absolutely. See, Ian, you could do it. Well, it's not like I, I think yoga's great, but it's the impact I see it having on people that I like and care about and respect so my own experience is is very limited and I am nervous of it but I feel as though this conversation is probably a good motivator that maybe maybe as it's international 
No, it's what's it called? It's not International Yoga Day, isn't it? So the theme actually this year for International Yoga Day is yoga at home and yoga with the family. So it's a perfect opportunity mm. to grab the kids and get along to yoga class today, Ian. <laughs> I will. I'll send a picture. Yeah, you should do. Yeah. So the World Health Organization mentions yoga as a means to improve health in its global action plan. Um, on physical activity, i.e. more active people for a more healthier world. Um, so with that in mind, if somebody wanted to do yoga and they were like, oh, well, this sounds interesting. What is a mountain pose? Um, or what is Shavasana? Sounds attractive, lying down. How would they go about finding a class, finding an instructor? Where would you sort of direct people to find out more about doing yoga? So there are professional bodies such as the Yoga Alliance that I'm part of and they do have a website with um, qualified instructors. Um, I also would check out just your, your local church halls. You always find yoga instructors there. I, I think also now doctors are looking or GPs are looking at prescribing it so potentially they would have some referral means there. I think actually they're now looking at funding it. I, I have heard a whisper around that, not just because of the physical benefits, but also because of the, the mental mm. health benefits too. Cool, and we can put some links as well, can't we? we we'll put links. Oh, we will. So if people want to find you, Marie, online, where should they? Where would you direct them to? My website, marieburns.co.uk. Woohoo! Woo-hoo. We shall uh, we shall include a link to that then on the in the notes in the show notes for this episode. And do you still do online classes? Yeah, and surprisingly, I've had people this week contact me to join my online yoga. You know, this online thing has really been week by week. Mm. My yogis have asked me to continue, and more people want to join. And I think they just really realise the benefit of rolling out of bed and practicing yoga next to your bread. In fact, I have got one yogi who is a really good friend of mine from school and she does literally roll out of the bed onto the mat beside the bed because we practice at 10 to 7 in the morning. <laughs> and you can see a husband getting dressed, going to the shower in the ensuite, coming out with his towel round, walking around <laughs> in his pants out the drawer. And, um, and there she is in downward dog and, you know, plank and all the other things. It's just hysterical. <laughs> Um, I'm speechless, which is rare. <laughs> True that. I have had one guy who, he went to his mum and dad's for the weekend um, just recently and he was doing yoga in the front room while his mum and dad were watching the telly. And so there he was <laughs> doing Warrior 3, chatting to his mum and dad. were like, can you move your leg out? I can't see the telly. And um, <laughs> this was all going on. It's, it's just, I, I just love that. I really love the fact that people are just doing it any place, any time and anywhere now. And that, and that just, that's what it's about for me, actually, that accessibility. Sounds like fun. Yeah, we took our mats on holiday last year. We managed to get away to France and uh, took our mats and did, we didn't do yoga on the beach, but we did it next to our camper van in the campsite. And, and uh, that was really good. And uh, <laughs> this time last year, I was outside doing yoga. Now look at the rain. It's, it, yeah, it's no outside yoga today. 
But uh, so, Ian, I have to ask you: Have we tempted you to give yoga another go? I will. I will give yoga another go. Uh, <laughs> yes. Our work our is work done. Is done. Um, as it's national, sorry, international day of yoga. I think uh, what better time could there be? So my my commitment is: I will send a picture. Yes, this is great. I will I will post a picture to the Days Podcast Twitter account, which you can find on our DaysPodcast.com website. You see, I know all of the addresses for everything to do with this <laughs> podcast. Yeah, so uh, I, w- I will do it because you are both people I have a lot of time and respect for. So I will I will do as you say. And then if any of my limbs fall off or anything like that, then I will, I don't know, come, come make a special episode of just me moaning about about yoga, which we can... Uh, people grumpy people can listen to but yeah i'll give it i will give it a try again i will good you could do one of marie's classes why aren't you joining in like it's so easy for you to do a class amanda i know this is this bit may not (laughs) this bit may be edited out but it was one of my classes where his hands fell off It, to, to be honest, it could oh. it could have been anything that made my hands fall off. It might, it might not have been yoga. It was, yeah. So um, I tried. I really tried hard there for me, you. I tried as well. Uh, yeah, yes, I'm very trying. I I, I I know I am. I think actually, um, you know, you did give it a good go, but. I think when you do have a bit of anxiety and nervousness about doing yoga, as I did right at the very beginning, I mean, I just thought it was going to be a load of rubbish with kind of hippie people sitting there, you know. Oh, hippie people, it's the worst. Yeah, I know, exactly. <laughs> um, so, you know, when you have that kind of nervousness, you do tense up. And that's, that's actually one of the reasons we do Shavasana at the beginning of class as well, just to kind of relax you a little bit. Mm. And because I wasn't there, I think, Ian, you you know, you, you don't necessarily have to um, try as hard maybe as you would if I was standing behind you, standing over you. So oh, no, Nothing could terrify me more. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 but it's also there's a kind of feedback loop, isn't there, between a teacher and, and a class. Yeah. It's obviously not impossible via Zoom, but it's it's more challenging. And the teacher is trying to look at people doing things in tiny little square boxes on a screen. And, you know, I could have been doing it completely wrong and it would have been quite hard to tell. So I suppose from that point of view, I'm perfectly prepared to admit it's probably something I was doing wrong. I think more it's about perseverance. I have never had a student mm. get into downward dog and say, oh, this is great. <laughs> you know, downward dog is a very, very difficult pose. I know. And it, it becomes a resting pose, but you have to do it day in, day out to get to that resting position. And unfortunately, it's about that persistence, Ian, and that's what we need to encourage in you. Like, you do get sore wrists, but they're not going to fall off, actually. You just need to get on the mat the next day and do a little bit more. And every day is different. A class that you do... For a week, every morning, you can turn up on the mat in the morning and you're rubbish. You're not in the right zone. You've got too much going on. You didn't have a good night's sleep. You've been spying on me. You're hungry or <laughs> you need a wee. You know, like halfway through a class, you're like, 
Oh, right, shall I go for a wee now, or shall I wait until the end of the class? You've got dogs coming in and out, you've got kids to get to school. All those things come into play when you come to the, to the mat, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. So I think you do have to persevere because, actually, it's tiny increments that like make the difference. Just tiny little bits that will make you stretch up a bit further or experience that sort of like, oh... I can actually do crow for more than three seconds. That was an exciting day. Uh, <laughs> I didn't fall on my face doing it as well. I had like all these cushions in front of me for crow. I can so relate to that. You know, the days I, I turn up on my mat and think I'm going to rock this uh, are usually the days when I fall flat on my face in crow. So you turn up with no expectations and just kind of stay in that moment one breath at a time and that that's what the practice is ultimately that's what we're learning well it's international yoga day i will use this as a start to trying again trying again and i will i'll be sure to persevere because i've been told by very reliable sources that that is that is what i need to do so i will i'll give it i'll give it a go so we want to say a a massive thank you to Marie for oh, yes. instilling that change in Ian um, <laughs> and uh, but for being our guest today. So thank you very much and namaste. Namaste, Amanda. Namaste. See, See ya. ya. <laughs> Bye. 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 Well, that was great. Although I can't believe I agreed to do yoga and take a picture. I'm not sure the world's quite ready for that. Yes, I was a bit surprised by that too, to be honest. Uh, still, there's a recording of you agreeing to do it, so you're going to have to at least give it a try. Do or do not, there is no try. Is that Yoda again? Maybe. You're going to have to save that for Star Wars Day. Yes, May the 4th, 2022, here we come. It's a date far, far away, thankfully. Very good. So... <laughs> I'm making a Star Wars joke. I know. I know. I'm, I'm, I feel proud. <laughs> I was going to say my work here is done, but unfortunately it isn't because I have to tell you that if you're listening for the first time, you can subscribe by visiting dayspodcast.com where you can find links to us on all your favourite podcast platforms, plus some that are so new that they almost don't exist yet. Please also rate us in your podcast app. That really does help spread the word. Does indeed. And don't forget to tell your friends all about us, the wonderfully calm but never quite comatose Days podcast. Is that it then? Are we done? Yes, I think we are. Although I found some hippie music for us to listen to and meditate on the meaning of life. That sounds lovely. Something like that. Okay. Well, thanks to everyone for listening and... For now... Bye.
Please take all your belongings with you. 